We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. So happy to be connecting with you today on this magical day. I have a question for you. Have you ever experienced a situation where you feel someone is becoming overly emotional and all of a sudden starts to behave as a much younger person? Or have you gotten in trouble? Have you been scolded and talked to like you're a child and someone else is the adult? Something I've witnessed a great deal in my counseling practice and my life is when someone is hurt, they sometimes revert to a younger or different aspect of themselves. What I've discovered is when we experience trauma, we often become stunted at that age. Unprocessed hurt can prevent us from growing up to be the authentically empowered spiritual beings most of us would prefer to be. And even if you haven't experienced anything this extreme, chances are you and others are living most of your lives residing at a particular emotional age. It's been so helpful for me to understand this, and I'm looking forward to exploring it more. Today, we are talking to Crystal Andrus, the author of Discover Your Emotional Age and How It's Impacting Your Life. Crystal has risen to become an international coaching sensation, three-time best-selling Hay House author, international speaker, host of the Crystal Andrus radio show, and most recently, Crystal Andrus Empowerment Class. She is the founder of the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman, accredited trainer, founder of the beautiful online magazine, simplywoman.com, and the spokesperson for the health and wellness line of products called Zuma. Crystal has risen above insurmountable challenges and is now a way shower for others. She has dedicated her life to helping women transcend their victimhood, martyrdom, limiting beliefs, fears, and patterns. She has worked with women from all walks of life, including A-list celebrities, best-selling authors, scientists, doctors, dentists, lawyers, and stay-at-home moms and struggling teens. Her passion is to get down in the trenches and help become, help people become the heroes of their own lives. So, Crystal, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. Thank you for having me. What a what a what a bio there. <laughs> I know you've done some really amazing things. You have quite the body of work and career. And I know you have said your book Discover Your Emotional Age may be your greatest accomplishment to date. So that's quite a statement. I think it's going to be. I'm actually working on it right now. I was working on it this morning and I you know I've if you've ever, um, and I'm sure you have, you're very accomplished yourself. You know when you, we've had those moments where you're working on something or you're creating something and there's a bubbling excitement inside of you and you think, holy moly, this is big. And yeah, kind of like a volcano starting yes, to mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly what this one feels like and it feels so right and it's coming out um, just beautifully. It's actually, when I say beautifully, it's been a two-year process. It's been nine months just with the publisher getting the structure of the book because everybody gets how important this is and it has to be done right. This can really become a real new practical psychology for people that's sort of in a condensed, ready-to-use form that takes a lot, you know, just like when you were talking about sort of like we have that childhood state, we have that parent state. Uh, uh, Psychologist Eric Byrne talked about, you know, he was the founder of transactional analysis and he talked about the parent and the child and the adult, but I've 
really created something that really condenses it and gets into sort of emotional archetypes and sort of this emotional age that we fall into. Um, and it's, it's a really easy way to recognize and become mindful of how I'm acting and the results you can almost predict. You don't have to be a, a psychic. You can predict your future just by looking at the sort of emotional age that you're responding to life in. Oh, I love this. So, so now can you tell me how you came up with this idea of the emotional age? You know, I love that you asked that question. No one's asked me it before. And I, I think I want to share it because it was one of those things we stumble upon. I have a coaching school. We have, I, I, I've worked with just, and no joking when I said thousands and thousands and thousands of women over the years. And it, it wasn't that I, it wasn't that I'm anti-man at all. At, it's really important that I say this. It's, I, the work that I do is always with women, and it's not because it's anti-man. It's, it's really because a conversation has to happen first with women. And, and um, just because 100 years ago women weren't considered a person by law, just because 100 years ago a woman couldn't run for office. or So there's a, there's a, a long legacy of, um, of, of women really you know, needing to step into and define what it is to be a woman. You know, when we think about sort of the archetypes, um, you know, a lot, you know, Carl Jung is, you know, wrote so much, and he's probably the, the, the strongest um, writer on archetypes. And, you know, his probably most sophisticated archetype of the woman is the wise old woman. You know, Dr. Clarissa uh, Pinkola Estes, she writes on the dangerous old woman. And so there's all this sort of writing, writing about the mother and the child, there's a lot about, in, in, for men, there's the hero and the wise old man and the, you know, the, all these archetypes. But there's no strong archetype that's just woman. What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be an empowered woman? What is that mm-hmm. archetype? And it's not clear enough. So we don't have that strong role model right now to say, you know, I'm acting like a mother. I'm acting like a child. I'm acting like a woman. So first, that book, the reason that I wanted to write this book first was to really kind of create, what does it mean? What would a woman do? How would she behave? How would she act? How would she navigate her life? How does a woman parent? Because a woman is a different parent than a mother. It's a different style of parenting. Because you can be 60 years old and be really in child energy or in sort of a, a childlike role. And you can be 20 and be in such a mothering role and not even have children. But that's how you go through life. What does a woman operate like? So that was first off why I knew I'd worked with so many thousands of women. And there wasn't a strong strong role model or archetype, what it meant to be a woman. So that's how it first started. But I was having a conversation with my staff. I have a great team of women and a couple of men that work for me and work with me. And um, a lot of our work is done over the phone. So um, because we're an online school and we have women from all, as long as you're English speaking, we have people from the Netherlands. We have women from Australia, New Zealand, and Germany, and Dubai, and of course, North America and South America that are part of the school. And I said, you know, ladies, it's really important when you're meeting as an admission advisor or as an ambassador of the school that you really have a presence and an energy about you when you're on the phone. People can feel that energy. And, you know, we, we started, I, I started using sort of examples, and I said, it's sort of like woman energy, and they, nobody got what I was talking about. I was really surprised. I said, you know, it's, it's the way you carry yourself. It's the way you talk. It's the way you walk. It's the way you feel about yourself. It's that people feel it. And my, my staff didn't really get what I was talking about. So I started using sort of famous people, and it wasn't to say that I said, you know, like daughter energy, like Anna Nicole Smith, or that's what a daughter energy is, that, that the daughter mm-hmm. voice, there's a, 
a babiness, there's a coy, there's a cuteness, there's a, a helplessness. We don't want that kind of energy when we're speaking with our clients or when we're, we're as professors, when we're teaching and we're, when we're doing radio interviews. You can't have that childlike, coy, cute, helpless doll. Right. That's not right. what you want to be. And I said, and you don't want that mother. You don't, I don't want you to speak to people like you're their mother. You, you have, you're not mothering anyone. We can't mother people. You can't have that. You know, so I sort of used examples. It's much harder to come up with famous examples because mother energy or that, that sort of martyr mother emotional age is always the wind beneath everyone else's wings. She's very rarely, I mean, the famous examples are usually the people who are workaholics that look like kind of like they don't take care of themselves. I don't want to say those, those famous people that you almost look at the women and go, but you're not, you're, where's your femininity? Where, where is that power that you have as a woman? And, um, and I just used examples of, of famous women. I said, you know, you know, Jane Fonda, Gloria Steinem, Goldie Hawn, I, you know, whoever it is, what, even if you think Oprah Winfrey, cause Oprah Winfrey has a lot of woman energy, but she still has that mother energy in her. And, and I think that's probably why she struggles with her weight. That's why she, there's still that, that I carry the weight of the world. And when I started using this with the women on my team, light bulbs started going off. My God, Crystal, how, what if you put this into a book? What if you actually taught women, like, what does that, I said, ladies, when you come from that, that energy of woman energy, from that empowered adult energy, your love life, your sex life, your, your income, your career, your body, your health, it flourishes. And, and it became a compelling conversation we kept having for weeks upon weeks. And it got to the point that we would be having a business meeting and someone would say, well, I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll do that. And I'd say, okay, that's mother energy. You do not need to do all that. You're going to burn out. You're going to take on the, you don't need to be a superhero. Let's all divvy this up. And we, it became such a simple term. Or when someone called in late, they came in late to a meeting and they came in with excuses and we would laugh and just, it became, you say, okay, daughter energy, because daughter energy, of course, is going to show up late and have a million excuses. It became such an easy coined phrase that, that everyone on my team said, share this. So I did a first little kind of a conference out to my database, and I had 4,500 women show up to hear wow. about this. And I went, wow. People I want something. this. You know, I'm people having an epiphany of myself, Crystal. This is really fascinating because you're right. I mean, people tend to take over responsibility, which would be like a mother thing, and under responsibility, which be, would be like the daughter. But what does it mean to be just an authentically empowered woman? Right. And another I thing that's like kind of coming into my, my mind here as you're, yeah. you're speaking is that, you know, we're such a youth-oriented society. It's like, you know, if you look at the magazines, it's usually these young women. And maybe a lot of us resist growing up into what the wise woman or, you know, that's right. You know, the crone. I mean, that doesn't sound that attractive. And that's just so, so awful. Think about even that. It's like the, the maiden, the, what yes. is it? The mother, the crone. What about the woman? Yeah. What I do you mean? This. I have to be a maiden yeah. or a crone. Or a mother. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to be either of those. What do I, I don't do? I guess I have to get your book. <laughs> that's right. So that's where this really came from. It was like, what if we could really create almost a manual that was a, what would a woman do? I mean, a woman. A woman. An a authentically woman. empowered female person. That's right. And when so, I say Crystal, that, really. I, I have to know, how do, you find, how do you find the emotional age affecting different aspects of our lives, like relationships or finances? I imagine it influences 
different parts of our lives. It does. And I'm, and it's funny because the reason I created this sort of emotional archetypes, like in other words, so if you were to think about, um, you know, some of the archetypes might be, um, you know, if you're, if you're sort of in that helpless place, like that helpless child, um, or the mama's boy, or you've, you know, the, the, the rebellious teenager, or the seductress, or the domineering matriarch, or the martyr mother, or the doormat dad, or the controlling father. And the reason I created those archetypes is because you can, that becomes really fun in the relationship section. You almost see it. Like, like imagine a mother energy and a son energy together. I mean, you just can almost picture it. Eventually, he's probably going to cheat on you because he wants to have sex with their mother. He won't ever really grow up and be the man you need him to be because you have taken the position of, I cook for him, I clean for him, I do for him, I nag him. I'm trying to fix him. I'm trying to make him become the man I know he can be. He'll never be it when you come from that Not a true partner. Mm -hmm. Not a true partner. Um, Or if you think how many men are in that sort of, I'm the father and I'm married to my trophy wife who could even be the same age of me, but I, she's my daughter. And eventually, what if she wants to become an empowered woman? It, it rocks the rela- It doesn't work. And so it's really about how do we step into this place that if we are married, it may rattle a little bit for a little period of time, but we women really yield a lot of power that we haven't, and I think men have always known it. But and I, and I laugh because I, I, I read all these, I'm pulling out all the books from a hundred years ago and all the, and it's like, we don't want to let women get together. They can't let women be in groups. They didn't want, they realized there was power in that. And so I'm not talking about becoming power hungry. I'm so not talking about being higher than men. I'm not, I'm talking about how do we step into a place where we stop manipulating or feeling like my job is either to be his mother or to be his pleaser and how do I be his equal in a, and still be yes. very feminine? I don't want to be a man. I want to be a woman, but I want to be a very empowered woman. And, yeah, there's and no competition here. It's about really claiming one's authentic power. Absolutely. Collaboration. The relationships become such a collaborative, but still a passionate expression of the masculine and feminine. And what a dynamic team you become. Or if... You're not heterosexual. It still applies the same. What a dynamic team you can become if you have two people that are resonating as the most authentic, empowered, honest versions of themselves. And and they know they have rights and opinions and they can express them um, without fear or self-abnegation. This, I mean, it's a really exciting, um, a really exciting concept. Oh, I love it. And, and what I'm hearing you say is essentially you're taking the games out of it. It's just coming from a solid, centered place. And I would say it's aligned with your soul or aligned with source, knowing that that's your true power, not having power over others or sucking on power from others, but lined up with your true source of power. When you you think, I've created the emotional spectrum. So if you were to imagine it like a triangle and we were to draw a triangle out, you would almost imagine that the very top of that spectrum is called an empowered adult. This is an empowered, so adult is at the top, at the bottom one corner you have parent, and at the bottom other corner you have child. But down on those two bottom corners, it's still helplessness. It's a, it's whether it's, a, it's a learned helplessness down there. So you have the martyr mother on one side, you have the helpless child on the other side. Midway on that triangle, so almost imagine this is the bottom, this is the valley, up here is the top of the mountain. Midway we have sort of that, that, that controlling parent or that 
controlling teenager. It's, it's, it's a more aggressive stance. And when you look at an empowerment, what does it really mean to be empowered? It's sort of based on that assertiveness spectrum where it's really based on equality and dignity. It's how you deal with personal boundaries. It's how you acknowledge your self-worth and your self-esteem as well as other people. It's, it's allowing you to really freely express what you're thinking in an open way without hurting other people, without allowing other people to disrespect or ignore you. But when you go to that mid-place where you see the controlling, and sometimes the domineering matriarch, she's really still doing it with a selfless, I'm trying to make your life better, but I'm I'm aggressive. I'm controlling. I win. I'm I'm if I have to knock you down and if I have to I'm doing it because I love you. That's that's a controlling father. I'm doing it because mm-hmm. I love you. But it's it's a really um my way. I win. It's winning matters most. Um and it's in the very bottom in that helpless place, that sort of passive place. It's really what happens is when people have just been knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. They don't want to fight anymore. I don't have any fight left in me anymore. But they're down in this place where it's really, I just want to be liked. I just want to stay safe. I just want to remain under the radar. And that's a, and the really big obstacle for that place down there in the bottom is that there's such a fear of the repercussions of, of real honesty. And so we say yes when we mean no. And so you can almost imagine if you have gotten to the point that you're knocked down and you're this martyr mother running around taking care of everybody, you know there's times where you start to build up in strength and you do become angry. You do start to say, I'm tired. I'm tired of doing this. I can't keep doing this. But for a lot of women, we reach that place of anger midway on that that emotional spectrum. We hit that place where we feel like I need to take back control. I need to think about me. But what are women taught? Women are taught the needs of your family are more important than the needs of you. This has been for thousands of years. A good woman does what's right for her family. So a lot of women don't know how to push through and channel anger. They don't know how to move up into, how do I make this a win-win? How do I win and my family wins? How do I win and my partner wins? We don't, women are really not taught that. So this book, is, the first book, really was written for women um, the second book coming will really be more a non-gender book, but n- emotional age is non-gender. It's, it really is non-gender. Um, but a lot of men were taught for thousands of years how to channel anger into action, into courage, into willingness. And, and we women need to be taught, how do I channel that anger? No different than the helpless child on the one side that she goes from being sort of a helpless child and she starts to move up the ladder a little bit and she starts to become you know, more like a rebellious teenager and she's starting to get a little more controlling. Maybe she becomes manipulative like a playful seductress. She still hasn't learned. There's still a level of I have to win, I have to manipulate, I have to... Mm-hmm. How does she push through that into being an empowered woman that how do we both win? How do we all win? How does this... How does the, This can change the world when we, we come from this stance. So, yeah, I'm, you can tell I'm passionate about it. Oh, and I, I, it's such an exciting topic. It's such an insi- exciting subject. And I have these conversations with, with clients and, and it's slightly different, but it's the same context. It's like, how do we move out of being depressed and weepy and getting over being angry and controlling and come, come back to this place of just being in an authentic power? So this is clearly a very, very, very important subject. Yeah, thank you. It, it really is because that's ultimately when we can all come from that place of how do I how do I speak my truth in a way? How do I communicate? So 
There's a lot in the book that's really teaching people effective communication. How do you, how can you, whether it's a child, how can you speak to your kids in a way that they feel like they're winning, but you're winning? How can you speak to your boss in a way that your boss feels like he's winning or she's winning and you're winning? How do you speak to your employees like they're winning and you're winning? And when you can reach that place and it's not manipulative, it can't be, okay, I'm going to manipulate my employees so they work really hard so I win and they feel like they're winning. It's really, how do I make sure my employees win? They really feel heard. They really feel valued. They really feel important because they are and I couldn't do this without them and yet still feel like I'm not overpaying, I'm not being manipulated, I'm not being taken advantage of. And so this is a conversation that has to happen, and we women really have to learn it first, because once we learn it, then we can step out into the world and begin having those conversations in a way that isn't the crazy lady that loses her cool, or it isn't the martyr that doesn't know how to say no. It it really becomes empowered conversations and, and and I, and I, I just, that's my whole life's work. Yes. I, I, I love this. It's so wonderful. And I feel like I've been trudging up that, that triangle myself, you know, grew up a lot of trouble all the time, got really passive and depressed and tried to be the good girl yep. and then got in touch with the anger. Yeah. And, and that wasn't fun for me because that's not a natural place for me. I don't enjoy no that. One wants even to. if I, yeah, even if I get what I think I want, it doesn't feel good. And if you, even if you get what you think you want, other people are going to be resentful. They're going to become resentful, and you're going to become abandoned at some point. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's how do you rise unpleasant. above it and just become neutral? How do you be able to start yes. looking at things from the 30,000-foot view? It's yes. just coming above that, that controlling place to say, you know, mm. if I could just be an observer of this situation if I could detach from my own agenda for a moment and just look at why are they acting that way? Why are my intentions? What are their intentions? What do we want here? What would be the ideal? And the reality is sometimes you do have to begin negotiating new healthy boundaries in relationships. You really do. Yes. You, sometimes you have to eliminate toxic relationships. Sometimes you have to not worry that that person's going to be mad because if you know in your heart, if you truly know in your heart your intentions are purely an empowered place for all, then in the end you can't lose, if you know in your heart. And and that takes courage to trust that process. It really does. You know, I say respect yourself, love yourself, speak your truth, and let the pieces fall where they may. And if people don't want to hear it, then maybe they're not somebody you're supposed to have in your life long term. Or at least not right now. Right now. So what I hear you saying, the vision I get as you speak of this, it's really a peaceful power. It's a peaceful, I love that. You've never heard that. It's a peaceful power. It's very peaceful and it's so powerful. Boy, you walk into a room, you light up a room, whether you're trying to or not. People notice you because the peaceful power you have from within, and I love that term, is almost overwhelming. And if more of us stepped into that place, boy, we would eradicate darkness. Our lights would shine so bright. There would be such a level of non-judgment and live and let live and kindness and compassion and empathy uh, that, you know, it would just be a a beautiful world and relationships would be beautiful. And, you know, I just, I I think it's a a beautiful term. It's a a real peaceful power, but we have to work to that place. You you can't hum and get yourself to the top of the mountain. You got to put one foot in front of the other to climb your way up. Mm. Well, the way you describe that, it sounds like heaven on earth to me, and that is my intention for sure. 
Wow, I love that. And this this has been a great interview. You've just I mean, you're you're clearly an empowered woman yourself and you understand the psychology of people and so it's it's great having a conversation with someone who gets it. Oh, absolutely. I'm so honored. I really believe that the work you're doing, again, is it's so incredible. And I, I think the ripple effect is going to be so positive. I think, uh, and you've already indicated this, people are thirsty for this. People want this. The time is now. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm so excited to be having the conversation and supporting you and getting your voice out there and attracting your demographic. So, Crystal, if people are like, I want to know more, I hear you have a 12-week course coming up, how can they find you? Well, my name, Crystal. My mom did well. She gave me a good name. It's the real name, Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. And the last name is Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S, Andrus.com. So crystalandrus.com. And from there, you'll find my magazine. You'll find our coaching school. You'll find our courses. I have lots of free gifts. I have lots of blogs. I have lots to talk about sort of how do you get yourself into that empowered woman energy. Uh, there's lots to read. Um, and, uh, and it's not about buying something right now. I really believe in building relationships because it, it, this, is, this is a years to come. And that's what true relationships are. They, they need to be built. So let's get to know each other. And uh, so I invite people to just come into my universe and let's get to know each other. Let's connect on Facebook. Let's connect on Twitter and, and see if our, if our concepts mesh. And if they do, then then yeah, there are courses to take and there's phenomenal courses to take. This is fantastic. I, I've just loved this conversation so much. I'm feeling really high energy and <laughs> I know I'm going to have a great day because of it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tammy, so much. Absolutely. This has been such a pleasure, Crystal. And so to Brent Carey, thank you so much for this forum called Empower Radio. I just, I would never be able to like connect with Crystal and, and people like this and have these conversations if it wasn't for you and my lovely producer, Laura. You are a professional for sure. And my listeners, you know, it just wouldn't be a show without you. It wouldn't be nearly as much fun if we weren't uh, connecting with you. And I love connecting with you. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can write to me, TammyBPhD at Gmail. Go to my website, T-A-M-M-I-B-P-H-D.com or Facebook. I love Facebook, love Twitter, love to connect. I want to hear your show ideas. I want to support you if you have any questions, you know, whatever is authentic for you. If you want to get in touch, read my blog. Um, love to continue the conversation. So I'm truly, truly honored by our connection and um, our intention to bring more authentic empowerment to the world. Empower Radio, after all. So I am just, again, honored. So just go ahead and take a nice, easy breath, centering your awareness in your heart. Feel the love that is in the very center of yourself. Just live your day from that place and let it expand outward. And look at other people in the eye and see that loving essence within them. Even if they don't feel it, you acknowledging it will change their day and, 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 and yours for sure as well. So God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.